Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, so we're back. We literally just recorded a small intro, but you know what? I'm going to keep it, and then they'll hear me, hear me in the background. Go. So if, if the audio sounds better now than it did a moment ago, it's because I just realized that I was recording just Brooke's mic and not my mic. So Very tech. Yes, yes. Very, very complicated stuff here. Um, but yeah, so Brooke was uh, going to introduce us to St. John and why she likes him so, so much. Well, let me just say, I don't want to take credit for the art of St. John. Obviously, he certainly not is, is not giving me credit. I would like to give my friend Joe Murphy credit oh, okay. for introducing me to St. John. Um, it went basically like this. Mm. Would you go to a concert on a Thursday, you know, randomly, if I bought two tickets? Is that something you'd have interest in? And I said, hell yeah. Okay. Unless <laughs> it's country music uh-huh. or, yeah. you know, <laughs> I just don't like, sorry, sorry, everyone. I don't like country music. It sucks. And I mean, current yeah, country yeah, music. Modern pop country. Yes. Garbage. Like, don't sit there being like, Johnny Cash is country. Yeah. But. There are some good country artists, but you have to kind of know like, yeah. who to look for. They sing a lot. About the same things that are counter to country. Well, like Stur- Sturgill, I have to, I have to give Simpsons. Yeah, I have to give him credit. He's like one that's like outside. Of right. Um, right. And then like I want to say, Carrie Underwood is pretty talented, but she makes. She's like, a good singer. Yeah, she's talented. I don't know if her music holds up the same though. I hope she's not writing it. <laughs> is all I'll say. I mean. Uh, she dug his her key into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. I'm gonna let you continue that on your own. That was a revenge, a revenge song. Dixie Chicks. Um, I I respect their like political thing. Um, oh, they had a song though where they killed a man. Oh, okay. An abusive man. Yeah. So. It's very Dolly Parton energy. Well, Dolly Parton wouldn't have like written a song about killing somebody, though. Yeah, Dolly yeah. Parton's kind of untouchable. Yeah, and lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I will support. I support her. Yeah, yeah. Do. yeah. Um, and there's a lot of musicians who I support, and don't necessarily like their music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Justin Bieber. The Beebs, I, I, I can appreciate him, though. But or, I appreciate him, sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, don't get the songs don't no, resonate. Like, no, not at all. Not at all. No. Um, as well as, uh, what's her name? Thank you, next. Oh, um, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, yes. Grande. Exactly, exactly. I'll take one Ariana Grande, please. Huh? I'll take one Ariana Grande. Like the- Is she... You mean the way she looks? No. Well, yes, of course. But I mean, making like a Starbucks joke. Whatever. It's an old joke. It's fine. Uh, oh, okay. okay yeah, got it. Got yeah, it, it was, got don't worry about it. It's, it's kind of like the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Kind of. <laughs> if anyone's ever seen it, it is. Um, it's really bad. It, it's terrible. An abomination. <laughs> really? Because Kendall Jenner saves racism oh that's right with the oh, pepsi no. yeah she's, she solves all the world's problems with <laughs> pepsi in hand Smiling exactly yeah but saint john was introduced to me 
by that friend and I said, can you play a song for me? Mm-hmm. And he put on a music video and it was from his first album, Collection One. Mm-hmm. It was Lust. Mm-hmm. I looked at the music video. I heard the music instantaneously. I said, I'm in. Mm-hmm. The music video was unbelievable to me. What was the name of the song again? Lust. Okay. And it was like, is this the coolest man that's ever lived? <laughs> is sort of what I thought. He was driving a convertible, red convertible, okay. around a desert with three lingerie brides. Okay. You know? Uh-huh. Um, one very strong female singer okay. is featured in the song. Yeah. And he was wearing a red jumpsuit where his shoes actually attached to the pants. Um, like a onesie? Or like... Uh, no, he, he <laughs> likes to have no shirt on, so okay. he's wearing a leather coat okay. that's red. Uh-huh. Leather pants. Uh-huh. But the pants connected to the shoes. Okay. Um, and I could see your facial expression yeah, and, and you think it's it. weird. I don't, I don't understand it. When I saw it, I was like... 100% in. Oh. So. It, <laughs> you wanted to order one. <laughs> I was intrigued by this figure. And so then I started listening a little. I listened a little bit. Uh-huh. I listened to three or four songs mm-hmm. um, for the show. But I kind of wanted an element of surprise. Oh, okay. Um, I listened to Three Below. One of his songs, Three Below. Okay. Lust. And of all songs, um, McDonald's Rich had come out at that time, which is not my favorite song of his. Okay. Um, White Parents Are Gonna Hate Me for this. It was one. Uh, But then I went to the concert and I... I must say, I, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I've been to a lot of live music, mm-hmm. you know, considering my college life mm-hmm. was very heady, no, you know, no, no. I saw a lot of like trees, trees, <laughs> string cheese incident and Lotus and uh-huh. Soundtrap Sector 9 and Pretty Lights and um, Red Rocks was there. Yeah. I mean, that's what we did. You're we way outside my music taste completely. But Well, yeah. let me just tell you. Okay. That was then. Uh-huh. This is now. Okay. I, I, I made a total 180. Yeah. In terms of I came back here. That's made for live music. You have to see them live. Yeah. 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 And I came back here and I started listening to what was sort of popular at the time. And then I started hearing things like Migos. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Nicki Minaj. Okay. And not being... I like Nicki Minaj. I like Cardi B better. Mm-hmm. Did you at least enjoy what they were trying to do? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's, Megan it's, the Stallion, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't because that was a covid loophole. Yeah, there there there's always like in hip hop there are always ways that 
whenever there's a big female artist that comes out that changes the game, they try to like copy copy that artist. And it's, right. with, with, it's with every artist, but like I always remember the different waves of like black hip hop artists that came out because like I remember Lil Kim and like Queen oh, Latifah yeah. was like one. Missy Elliott. Yeah, it was like Queen Latifah, Missy, Lil Kim. And then like a couple others here and there. Aaliyah. Aaliyah, well, Aaliyah was like out of Cassie. Control. I don't remember Cassie. That was a great one. I don't know about Cassie. Um, so, well, Bad Boy Records was signed a lot of those artists that yeah. you just named. Uh-huh. So when Aaliyah died. She was on Bad Boy. She was on, um, she was with like she Timberland. She was with, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Timberland, yeah, Timberland. yeah, yeah. yeah. Timbaland, I remember, would put himself in those music videos yeah. every time, mm-hmm. like give himself a line. Yeah, yeah. And, and end up in the video, and I'm like, "It's you, you weren't necessary for this, but yeah." Back then, they put a lot of thought into those music videos, mm-hmm. and they were very well produced. Yeah, they were way more produced. Now it's like a guy with a camera in the hood, or like right? Just, it's like it depends. What it depends on the artist. Less like, effort. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like just get a nice car, get a cool like video effect, and then just shoot the video. Exactly. Whereas back in the day, it was like there were sets and oh yeah, shooting times and like it was a whole thing. So you guys are lucky if you're famous yeah. and get to make music videos now. Yeah. Because I remember Christina Aguilera spending a million dollars on the confetti in one music video. It was what? like, what? <laughs> I did not hear about that. Or not her, but her people. Her people. Um, her handlers. Those were great music videos, though. Uh, I must say, uh, No Strings Attached had some of the best music videos of all time. That'd be sync. Oh, oh, the NSYNC uh, album. Is that, the, the puppet one. Is that the, was that the name of the album? No Strings Attached. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that like, that whole album was out of control. It was great. It was crazy. I went to the concert. Yeah, no way. Um, <laughs> It was one of the best I've ever seen. I'm sure it was. I'm yeah. Sure it was amazing. But the best concert I've ever seen, weirdly enough, was a very, very, very small concert. I saw you that night. Actually, which um, um, and it was St. John. Oh, you yeah, that was the Bobby bike or scooter day, or is that a different day? I no. think that was a different day. Different day. Never mind. This was you guys were at Sully's, okay. and we left like three of us left and went to the concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was at um the wharf, mm-hmm. that smaller union uh union stage. No, Anthem. No, it was small. It was the smaller oh, okay, one. Okay, okay. I don't think I've seen that one. It was, so he wasn't quite there yet. Uh-huh. He was uh, on the way. For out. Anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he booked Union Stage. It's downstairs. It it wasn't the way the venue was set up. Mm-hmm. It was the energy in the room and that everybody there was there because they had... They wanted to see him. a passion for Saint yeah, John. You don't just go to music. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There also happened to be a a group of people wearing the exact same shirt, and I asked one of them, mm-hmm. "Are you guys wearing those shirts on for purpose?" Merch, yeah, and they were like, "Yeah," uh, but like my okay. friend happened to be wearing the same shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a plaid shirt, uh, um, but I don't know the reasoning. Well, it's probably just like it's like theming the content. Right. Yeah. So St. John was very much, um, 
he brought this energy mm-hmm. together. He had two females on stage. He will go into the gra- into the crowd, mm-hmm. but not in a way that like a is disturbing. Yeah, weird, and he'll be like around the people. Yeah, like yeah. he'll like he let perform and entertain. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he'll like sort of step down. Like he looked me in the eye once at the second time <laughs> I saw him. I swear to God, um, that time he was booked at a very uh, negligent uh, music venue. They should not have booked him there. Where? Um, U-Haul. Oh, yeah, no. It was not good. No. But I think he recognized it, so he, like, moved and stood on top of the bar. Mm. And I was standing by the bar, Mm. so he was right above me. That's so cool. So, like, that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe got shoved by him, Mm -hmm. and I was like, are you okay? And he was like, I've never been happier in my life. (laughs) I guess he just. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it was so great. But like, he had been pushed and it pushed and pushed into uh-huh. St. John. Yeah, yeah. And and then, yeah. St. John was two hours late to his own show. Oh my God. Oh, come on, man. But the thing is that the bartender was very angry. I noticed. That what? That, him? that he was late and well, then yeah, he brushed just... into her when he was <sighs> he was approaching the stage. And she threw a little hissy fit. I ignored it uh-huh. because there's something to be said for, look, if this is going to be you, uh-huh. like, <laughs> bartenders can't be bitching about that. Yeah, right. You're, you're, that's your job. Like, like, this is what you're- If he wants to be an asshole, he can be an asshole. Yeah. But it was two hours late. It was a little annoying well, to wait yeah. two hours, but it's fine. I thought. Well, I thought you were saying that like it was okay. Like you're trying to make sense of why she was being that way. If she was just like, if that was what her job was, she was like, "How dare he after being two hours late and then bump into me?" It's, it's like, like you don't matter. You didn't even him. break anything. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Even, like you're just like there. Like, like, you're making <laughs> money. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So and anything at the same time, it's like. That's for you and your manager to work out. Don't like be right. St. John about it. Just right. figure it out. So once I saw the first St. John show, though, which was one of the best concerts I have ever been to, um, I dived in uh-huh. deep. Was it from the live performances? It was just I realized there was something about him that I really liked. Yeah. He seems very, very into his music. Into his music and everything he said, it's almost like I was like, he wrote this for me. <laughs> um, got me through a lot of stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, like obviously he didn't write it for me, but well, like. Yeah, but you feel that way. Right. Yeah. And there are times where I'm like, the timing is just like synchronous. It'll be like, uh-huh. I'll like rewind the words and be like, did he just say, uh-huh. you know, like. Yeah. Um, Abandon something, abandon something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so his lyrics are, people like to call it mumble trap. It's not really. Though. And it's not. No. It's, it's not at all. It's like R&B, like new. It's ro- we were talking about it's this Ghetto earlier. Lenny's love song. <laughs> he is a romance trap artist. Yeah, he is. And some of the songs really resonate. Yeah. With, with me and 
He has a beautiful voice. Yeah, he does. He has a really nice voice. And his music videos are... They're ill. Like, they're... Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He's a performer. Like, I like people that like to exactly. be on and perform. Um, and not, but like not do it in a way where it's like egotistical and they're just like, Kanye can get to the point where he can be a good performer, but he can go too far where it's like all about him. But right. like John feels like the music is more important than him. Like you're telling that Dave Roll story. I feel like he's that kind of artist where the performance is more important than what he gets out of it or what he gets from right. necessarily. <clears throat> I mean, I hate to disagree. I find okay. his lyrics are very, very... Very well written mm-hmm. um, in a way that I don't even know. I think almost anyone can get it. Mm-hmm. It's approachable. Have uh, Have you heard his song Monica Lewinsky? I feel like I have. I feel like I have. It sounds yeah. very familiar. So, you know, he writes these songs. They, they resonate with the broken hearted millennial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are honest. Yeah, so then St. John introduced me to a whole new world of this type of music. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, String Cheese Incident <laughs> was really cool to see when I was on LSD. What? Oh, the the band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great, great performers. But like lyrically, mm-hmm. you know, make you feel something. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you'll hear something and it's so on point with what you're feeling in that moment. I wish I had those moments again. Like I, I don't, I don't, I haven't felt that in a long time. You should listen to my uh, Spotify. I guess so because it sounds very, like very um, poignant. Yeah. Right. I but, listen to like workout music and then right Paula over and over again. So. Well, there's nothing wrong with Tame Impala, yeah. okay? But there's something about this writing that is uh, very educated. Mm-hmm. He's highly intelligent mm-hmm. when he's interviewed. Um, he doesn't come off as just like a weird, faded... Not at all. Yeah. He's very smart. Um, his merch is really cool. Mm-hmm. I've purchased several pairs of socks. I have three sweatshirts. Um, his album art is good. Like his music video for Trap. Yeah. I'm like, where's that grocery store? <clears throat> yeah. Because I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it looks like the best time ever. Yeah. I think that's the baby or little baby. Little baby. Yeah. The baby's the big head guy. But I kind of love Lil Baby, like, vibe in that, great. too. Have you seen his music video he wrote about the George Floyd protests? I have not. He wrote a song specifically about that, like, a, like within days of it happening. Really? And shot a video. Like, he was out, like, in like in the crowds, like, at the protests and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. That, for me. Because in this one, he was kind of just. Yeah. Yeah, like, trap, like, fun shit. Like, slow trap. Yeah. Dancing. That video turned turned him for me because it showed that he was, like, not just making music just to be popular. Like, he actually right. was, like, tapped into what's going on. Right. Yeah. I think that all rappers right now are tapped in. Yeah, yeah. The, in the question is, yeah. what income-producing route do you want to How do you take? go about making money? Because you still right. have to sell your records. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Drake, for example, 
reaches many people. Mm-hmm. He's he, Canadian. He doesn't touch on anything controversial ever. He's a Canadian <laughs> black Jew. <laughs> and he looks Middle Eastern. <laughs> and he looks and he's good looking and he's he's a good actor and um you can make little jokes about his beefs and stuff but like Yeah. At the end of the day, Drake kind of holds together right now. Yeah. Um, this scene. Well, he he's like both cool with the young kids and like our age, but he's getting old now, though. And the old people, yeah, elders. yeah, like, but it's like he's somehow like crossing all those lines because he's just so popular, right? But I wonder, like, he can't change his. He has to keep making this kind of music. He can't go into talking about like grown-up stuff he has to stay like in this life for a while. i kind of love in my feelings though yeah like shamefully it's one of the best songs i ever heard i don't think i know the lyrics kiki oh that one oh, okay sorry yeah in yeah. my feelings it's just so good uh-huh if i hear it i'm not gonna bitch like i'm gonna enjoy it yeah you know yeah there's something about that song um and Drake is very talented. Yeah, yeah. He can really get music done quick. Yeah. But after the first St. John album, when the release date for the second one came, mm-hmm. I made plans with Joe mm-hmm. to sit at midnight, listen to the album. Mm-hmm. And we were nervous. Why? We were nervous. Could it outdo it? <laughs> Could he actually make a better album? Can he, can he continue? Yeah. And we were like, hell yes. He because did. Yeah. he did. Okay. You know? Yeah. He, it, I don't know which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's now a matter of songs versus albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a great album. Like fantastic, mm-hmm. some really good songs on there. Um, Trap is Trap is an amazing song, an amazing song, and and music video. That was the song that turned, like got me into him. Trap, like, oh, yeah, that yeah. Was the one. yeah, it's like, great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can do this. And it's like you hear Trap, and you're like, oh god, it's gonna it's be another, too much. But uh-huh. it's like, no, the, it's, it's so very and it's chill so, uh, and yeah. He, he like rides the beat. He's not just like, he's not just like spitting and like blah, blah, blah. He's like actually like singing along with the melody. And he can hit really high notes. Yeah. 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 He has like yeah. almost not a falsetto, but he's like a soprano. He's like, yeah, up, yeah. She, 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 <laughs> Sorry. That's what he just did. Sorry, everyone. No, I'm not I'm, a very good singer. No. Maybe a good rapper. Probably. Um, but. St. John to me is, um, it's interesting. I've had some friends circle back to me and validate me Mm -hmm. because they felt that I pushed. I mean, I was probably annoying about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they really ended up liking it. Everyone I think of your group, like in in that like circle, like St. John. Right. And, not everyone still to this day likes St. John. Right. But, you know. They can appreciate him. They, you know, it's not like he's not cool anymore. It's just he, they don't listen to him as much. Right. Yeah. Like, not everyone listening to the top 40 knows who he is. Right. 
I don't think he has a song on this. Yeah, I think he had one. I think he had it one. was Rose's remix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which was like his first song. Oh, really? That I that um Did, yeah. Joe played for me. Okay. It wasn't Lust, it was Roses. Okay. And then he showed me the Lust video. Okay. And so you know, then I watched an interview with him and when I watched the interview, I saw the man behind mm-hmm. the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he had been, he's clearly, this is his dream, this his is passion. You can tell. You can tell it. And that he has a special talent mm-hmm. that Kendrick Lamar's of the world have. Yeah. And it almost comes through him. Yeah. It's like a, it's, he's captivated. He's compelled to do it. And it, and it reaches people. Mm-hmm. And it is understandable to me it's relatable it's it, relatable it's to not, me yeah, right yeah, so yeah, yeah. so that you know even sometimes kendrick lamar i know from living around it mm-hmm. but like some of the things he says are are certainly things that most white privileged wouldn't human beings yeah. don't know and even from the suburbs really wouldn't know much wouldn't right. have to live through a lot of Right, yeah. you know, like Section Eight housing. I'm, I hope they all know what that is. Mm-hmm. But you'd, you'd hope so. I, you'd hope so. Yeah. How it works exactly, mm-hmm. I don't expect most to know. Yeah, right. But I know. Was, yeah, same. Right. I work in real estate. Yeah, you probably know better than most right. people do. Yeah, and I know how, you know, why it's there, and um, that it's never going away. Mm-hmm. Is what I was told in the beginning of my career. Mm -hmm. But they have vacated Berry Farm. Okay. And they have vacated Morton Place. Okay. So they've vacated two of the most dangerous and largest housing, subsidized housing projects Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. with a payoff, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. And a new house. It had you'd to be. You'd hope. You. I mean, <clears throat> they, they, they would have fought if it wasn't good enough. What? Like they wanted their place. They wanted their their gate. Yeah, to get out. Like they don't want to be pushed out. You know. They want a, a, a way to thrive outside of. It. What are you saying? Like, I'm saying like they got paid off. Yeah. And they got a new house. No, but you you'd hope that they would, because I mean, would you expect Section Eight people like to have ownership of anything to get a house? Right, <clears throat> I think they were probably given houses for that property. Really, they, they were given enough cash. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. PG County's cheap. Mm-hmm. They can go buy a mansion. Yeah. No. Good point. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. They can go live in Hyattsville. They can go live. Yeah. You know anywhere yeah. really? Yeah. 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 They don't have to stay on Section Eight anymore. Mm-hmm. They have cash. Yeah. Um. That's a conspiracy. I'm not saying that's fact, but you just said it like it was fact for fun. <laughs> Berry Farm is historically one of the largest, most dangerous, mm-hmm. and most crime-ridden housing projects that exist. Yeah, yeah. And they vacated like over 500 families, mm-hmm. and usually that doesn't happen without a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So legally, they have to do something. Right. Yeah. So if someone's developing that, and then. 
they're you know where Midlands is. No. So. Oh, like Midlands um, Beer Garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're the street next to Midlands is called Morton, mm. and there's a, it's a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Of three subsidized housing projects. Mm. And it happens to be a more dangerous one. There yeah, are very, yeah. very quiet mm-hmm. and calm subsidized housing projects. Yeah, yeah. And then there are ones that aren't. There aren't so quiet, yeah. Um, so I showed a house over there once. I'm a realtor, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really, really cute house. Mm-hmm. And I said, and so I, I circled back to the listing agent and I asked what... I, the concern is the, uh, um, you know, when is the, what's the future of the yeah, what are the, the what's cul-de-sac gonna, what's here? The, the property value going right. to increase or not. And I should have just, like, done some research, but mm. he actually let me know that they all vacated. So three housing projects right there vacated, um, were vacated, and they're developing that cul-de-sac mm-hmm. now. And so that Morton property probably would have been a good property to buy because it's going to be worth a lot more very soon. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think you've gone on such a big tangent. I have to remember where we were. We were talking, Okay, let's okay. talk about Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> You're talking about how Kendrick Lamar, so <laughs> circle back. Kendrick so. Lamar for me is, um, there's something, something in the, the synchronicity of the universe and his talent that allows words to come through him that Mm -hmm. are very important. Yeah, for the time being. It's like he has a voice that Mm -hmm. he knows connects with people. And make it hit. My parents don't get it. Yeah, parents just don't understand. (laughs) Parents just don't understand. The most vanilla song ever. Um, (laughs) What a great rap. (laughs) That's a great song. Uh, so, you know, like when they hear the speed, it mm. starts to like they get how nervous. fast he raps. He's, yeah. he's, he's also very aggressive. Like, he's very he's good. Very, he's very, but he's, he has a very. Nobody pray for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like a lot of, there's a lot of culture, a lot of black culture that's in his music. Exactly. That I don't think that a lot of people would understand intuitively. Right, so it sounds like nonsense. Yeah. And it's not nonsense. No. And that, you know, I I know it's not nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, people like even David Daniels, like, came to my house for dinner. And I said, my stepmom's making jambalaya. Will you tell her your honest opinion? Okay. He said, absolutely not. That's very disrespectful. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. Uh-huh. Like, whatever. And he was like, I'm like, I know you think that white people cooking is not as good. Uh-huh. You, you've told me that. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to be rude to your stepmom. Because if, yeah, if she didn't ask him. You can't... Well, she uh, she wanted to know his opinion. Oh, okay. Because okay. he's from Mobile, Alabama. Is jambalaya a thing from Mobile? It's just Southern food, I think. Yeah. yeah. So... We ate, and he was very respectful, and said it was delicious. Didi's very you can't just like ask Didi. Yeah, we get in the car. He said that was good, but that was not jambalaya. Oh no! Oh no! And I'm like, 
Why didn't you tell her? Why did you tell her that? Yeah. And he's like, of course I wasn't going to tell her. You can't tell your, yeah, you can't But, tell her. you know, it, it was basically rice and chicken. Yeah, I imagine a lot of rice. Not a lot, a lot of, of rice, not, a lot of chicken. Not enough sauce, not enough peas, carrots. And all not that. very much sausage. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Which is probably my fault. Yeah. Because I don't eat red meat. Oh, okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> One of those. But uh, Kendrick Lamar, to oh, me, man. has always fascinated me because I wonder what he's doing. What is he doing now? What could well, he be doing? He's working on his next album. He better be because I need some more K-Dot. I need some more of his right. music in my life. Like if he retires. Before. Re- please announce it. it. Yeah. Like like Outkast leaving is still, I can still, like, I haven't dealt with it yet. It's been 15 oh, really? years. Yeah, it's been 15 years. I can't deal with it. Like I, I miss them dearly. Well, if they couldn't get along. Is, do you think that's what it was? Well, they didn't get along. Well, they weren't like best friends. They were just very talented and like. They were best friends and they were very talented and I think there was probably financial things. Hmm. But now there's a documentary called Disorganized Noise. I've seen that. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's about bands and how they break up and all that stuff. No, it's about Outkast. Oh, really? It's about Southern Rap. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, right, right, right. But it's not. They were the biggest like influence, but it was about like. It was the producers behind them. No way. And so, like Andre three thousand being there, saying, "You know, I'm the front. I'm front of house. I'm the talent. The producers, who are fine not being seen, mm-hmm. are the ones made that made this music." Yeah, they got like the unique like sound like songwriters yeah. and like that, and but they performed it still though, like. But Outkast performed. It. Yeah, like they didn't write the song. There's no, no way Outkast could write or produce them. No, 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 hell no. And they were producing in in a, a part of it, Atlanta. I think it's called Yeast something. Mm-hmm. Um, in a basement of a house, the dungeon. It was literally mm-hmm. a dungeon. Mm-hmm. You, there's a video of like Big Boy going to that house. Like it's yeah. literally like just like a like an unfinished basement. Exactly, and they recorded <laughs> some great songs. It's ridiculous, man. I mean, Spodiody, Dopalicious, yeah. Angel, mm-hmm. or Pie, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic song. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, E.T. Aliens, fantastic mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me about the rap genre and that it's probably the genre I listen to most mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um, Considering I was going to String Cheese Incident and Fish and all those shows and festivals fish, and uh, I got that out of my system. Um, not, not, not hating on fish, just like... They're cool. I just kind of, it's like I, it's that, that band, that scene. I, I am hating on fish. <laughs> I like string cheese better. Oh, man. I like string cheese incident live. But Snoop Dogg would come perform with them because they liked him. He's a great performer. Did he, did he perform with them, you said? He would come perform at their festivals. Oh, or That's so cool. Oh, yeah. I've seen Snoop Dogg four or five times. What? That's so dope. I've also seen Bone Thugs at Harmony three times. What? Yeah. Like, like back in the night, like not the night. No, so. in college. But they were they together back then even? They would. It was like I, a couple of the guys. It wasn't the whole crew. No, like, it was the whole crew. Seriously? I don't think they like broke up at some point. I think there's only three of them. You might be right. Busy, crazy, and... Rugged, rugged, something. Rugged, bone. <laughs> but for some reason, they would play in Denver or open in Denver, <laughs> and Snoop Dogg also. Um, and Snoop Dogg is is great at, 
a great show because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know people throw blunts to him from the crowd yeah. and he's, he's in the party. Par- yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's Snoop. participating. Snoop is like one of the best performers you've ever had. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's awesome. Now his music is It can be touch and go. It hasn't been touch great. Touch go. It hasn't been good lately. <laughs> it's not been good. Touch and go. Um, Ludacris would be like another example of that. He used to be so good and then he made movies and stopped making good music. Right. And he's just so, he's just so clean now. Like he has to do things so like by the book and not like. Right. Like most deaf. Yeah. Yeah. But I like most deaf is cool. Most deaf actually got to figure it out kind of. Kind of. Cause he can, he can have his creative freedom and not have to worry about like losing a sponsor. Yeah. 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 But like there, that was a time in music where, um we were we've seen a genre of music be born within our lifetime within our lifetime or what just hip-hop a ra- hip-hop rap yeah or... well it was 80s though. like we were on the tail end of the beginning like the first part of it like, right yeah but like there was no you know acknowledgement of yeah, it was just like noise it was like okay the black people it, until music. nwa yeah <clears throat> and then Biggie and Because they started Tuba. selling records. They started selling records and to everybody. Yeah. White Kids in the Suburbs started buying this, these hip-hop records. Oh, like, what about, um, uh, what is he calling himself these days? Sean? P. Diddy? Oh, uh, P-, P. Diddy, I think. He was Puff Daddy yeah, back yeah, in the Puff, day. Yeah, Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy is, <laughs> I will say, he is very smart. Mm-hmm. He knows ha- how to pick. Mm-hmm. And then he even says in one of those songs that uh, in 10 years we'll still be on top, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. type thing. Well, because he, he signed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he signs them and then he gets them on and he has, he's, he's friends with everyone in the industry. There's right. actually like. And throws sick parties at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently he's like a part, like this part is out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could get invited. I know. I, I need to get on that. that How? Seems, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But he's. You know, also then this podcast is how we're gonna downgraded <laughs> to a lesser artist. Okay, unfortunately, because well, his music started being like really like kind of uh, yeah radio friendly and whack. Yeah, but remember he was literally married to was he married to Jill or did he just date her? Uh, but he he and Jill had a thing, and they were putting out music like all the time. Now he's married to oh I have no idea. Jada, I'm sorry, that's Will Smith. That's Will Smith. Well, he it seems who amazing. named their kids um, Willow and Jaden? And there's there's one there's one of this of the kids that's completely normal. The the oldest one, he's like, you know like no one knows who like he's even there. He's in the back. He, he's just completely normal. What's his name? I don't even know. I don't even know. It's not Willow or Jaden. No, there's another kid. There's a third Smith. His kid. name's Carlson. No. <laughs> No, it's um, man, I can't, I can't even remember. But, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of like Mary Kate and Ashley's sister. Um, well, she's actually like good. Um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, she's actually doing a lot of uh, a lot of work now. She's a very good actress. Yeah, she's t- she's very talented. But it's a different type of, you know, those those girls were so young mm-hmm. that they didn't um ask for it mm-hmm. 
and they actually asked for out. Yeah, well, because they were a, a product of the machine. They were babies on television. They're like, yeah, we're good. We're good on this. We're not very good actresses, to be honest. Uh-huh. Like, we, we, we kind of want to go to college. Yeah, like educate ourselves on what like yeah. deals are being signed on our behalf. And then one went fashion. <laughs> yeah, and one ended up uh, close friends with Heath Ledger. Interestingly, is that true? Well. Yeah, that's what they say, but huh. you know that's in the implication of him dying. And that, that's not. Yeah, that's nonsense. We all know he. The Joker rolls. <laughs> yeah, what killed him was his role. He's his a role. method actor. Yeah, he was a method actor in the making. Mm-hmm. Well, that was his. That was the one. If there ever were going to be one, of yeah. A method act. Like, did you ever see the like the the um the uh, the 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 what am I trying to think of? The notebook he had when he was playing the role Mm-mm. and all the notes and stuff. Like he literally like had a notebook as if like he wore the joke yeah. of like clowns and stuff and like writings in it and stuff. Exactly. Like, holy crap. Yeah. And then when, when there was an incident with Winona Ryder where she was stealing from a store, well, that's, she that's tried so to pull old. a method actor thing. <laughs> she was preparing. I'm method acting. Winona Ryder. Oh, I'm researching a role. <laughs> But you know, method acting is is That's funny. is a different. Uh, Christian Bale's a big method actor. Yeah, he like gains and loses weight every role into steroids and stuff. Just it's to insane. Buff. Yeah, it's out of control. Yeah, I don't know how he hasn't fucked his like all this um endocrine system up. Like yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. X Ma- Ma- Machina, X Machina. I heard that movie's really good. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. But like, he lost a ton of weight for that. Mm-hmm. Um. But then there's that that snippet of him freaking out at the exec, the producer. Wait, is he in Ex Machina? He was in something. Ex Machina is the one. I'm Maybe sorry, it's just it Machina. It's this one. The Machinist. The Machinist. The machinist. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Which I also haven't seen. Seen it <laughs> But like he got really aggravated on set mm-hmm. and yelled. Oh yeah. And. Uh-huh. You know, there's this news story. He's terrible, but like everything he's saying is because valid stuff. he's like at his wits' end because uh-huh. <laughs> he's been playing this character like for a year. Uh-huh. You know, living this character for a year, uh-huh. and this little s- snot-headed yeah. producer messed something up. Yeah. You know, so he, but he wasn't very. He wasn't mean. He was just. He was direct and called him out for the stupid shit he was doing. Right, yeah. which probably. I mean, it's Christian Bale. Wasn't he's constructive. A, he's a professional. Right. He's a dang professional. He is quite the method actor. Yeah. And American Psycho is. I have not. I haven't gone through it, but it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen parts of it. Yeah. You have not seen the whole film. I haven't seen the whole film. No. Oh, you must watch that. I hear it. I hear. I hear. Yeah. He is. What weirds me out is that there are people that like try to emulate the character from that book, which is the weirdest. Yes. Thing. Yeah. So that is something that that that's a bit odd. It's um. It speaks to like an ethos, like an American ethos. The Colden Hawfield relation. Yeah. It's like I can really relate <laughs> to this guy. It's like you shouldn't because you're white and guilty, feel guilty mm-hmm. and wealthy. It, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like. Yeah. That I I wasn't crazy about Catcher of the in the Rye. Uh-huh. Great Gatsby I think is really boring. Yeah, 
He's in um, meet him because he's always partying and shit. I tried to read recently <laughs> a book written by someone I love very much, Questlove. Oh, he wrote a book? He wrote a book. I, I, I guess maybe it's because I'm not a musician. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, but it was about the creative process. And yeah. I kind of feel like he's at a point in his career now where he's done his time mm-hmm. and he can like be on cooking shows and yeah, like yeah. do what he wants. And have like a persona like, outside. Well, I mean, he's he's made a name for himself and the fact that he's always on The Tonight Show. Is it Tonight Show? Is it? It's Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Like the, the roots, yeah, the roots, yeah. The fact that he's on, he has a persona that's always visible. He always has something that's in the mix. So he like, and he's also like in a in a, in a uh, target audience, a target demo that would want to see him do things outside of just music. Like, oh yeah, they played it really smart by like he became like a very approachable like like black artist that. Then again, I don't think his race is really the point. I think like just he made a really good choice to be like I'm going to put myself in front of people. He kind of overcame the question of race. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, well, well, not even that. Like, not even that. Like, he he looks like someone that you would typically say is like a scary black person, but he's just a person, and he right. like, was able to put forth with his image. Never changed his image. Never cut his hair. Right. Never started wearing collared shirts. Stayed that guy. Didn't lose much weight. <laughs> no, stayed that guy throughout all of it, and stayed like he pushed with his like persona and less with his imagery. Right. Yeah. And he had a good persona. I will yeah, say. Yeah, he's such a genuine dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's really smart. He's you know, really sharp. Dave Chappelle did that white <clears throat> people dancing on Chappelle show. Oh. <laughs> His theory is it's not that white people can't dance. They like certain musical instruments, <laughs> the electric guitar being their instrument. So John Mayer is on this. And then he, he said, like, like, plays guitar. And like, like, yeah. And it. like, it's like they go into a board meeting. It's like a lot of bush boats in the room. Okay. John hit it and they all like go crazy (laughs) and then they go to the barbershop with it yeah and And it's it's like like, people are like you know kind of like what Uh and they're like someone's just like can you shut the fuck fuck up (laughs) and they unveil Questlove yeah yeah and it's it's uh yeah he's he's a figure really yeah because he's been authentic yeah. And if you, I don't know if you ever listened back to the Roots music. It's really, I love it's the Roots. dark. It's so dark, but like it comes from a very honest kind of like, kind of like what uh, Kendrick um, does with his music. He likes to, like Questlove and the Roots crew, they like to make concept albums and they're always like race related in some, in right. some way, but like they try to put such a raw perspective on it that no one does. And somehow they did that. And became the band for Jimmy Fallon. Like I don't. That's such a crazy. Right. Right. Isn't that wild? Like that. That's that's the, for me. That like I don't know how they did that. I think that's sort of. Um, they did their time. Jimmy Fallon. Is, where he should be finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in terms of like on TV. Like or... on SNL, he broke. He, the he entire time laughing. he was on he there. Couldn't stop laughing, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like enough. Like it's funny sometimes. Yeah, they're they're. It's like it's not when it's the. But day. he couldn't not break. Uh huh. And he wasn't fully ready for live TV. I don't think. No, it takes so so. I always wonder what it's like being on those live shows because I like skit like skit groups. 
being able to like stay in the bit. And... Yeah, yeah. Can I can I talk about like stay like um the skit? Like I love like the acting and skit groups, but like I feel like they're always theater kids in them. It's like the theater kids making like a like a group every time. Of all, well, what do you mean? You know how like they, like they're um, sketch comedy groups. Yeah, like the Groundlings, yeah. New City. I I I want to find a group that like I I've seen a couple of them. They've been they've been good, but like like some are great and some are uh like I I'm very like I want I like when the skit groups are. Like, I don't know how to say it. I'm like, I'm articulating this so poorly, but I like skit groups. I just want to find one that I can comedy troops sink, like, sink my teeth into and I get a, like, like, appreciate. I feel like it always skews a little bit like more like theater kitty, like, like, yeah, it not is. like, not like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's not, sort of like Al Anon versus um, therapy. Okay. <laughs> I don't I know, know if you know what Al Anon is. No it's like group therapy. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, but if you are on a path of sketch comedy, mm-hmm. um, joining one of those troops is almost critical. You have to do it. Right? Yeah. Until you Until do. you have your own platform. There are a lot of guys on like the internet that I watch that like have their own sketch thing, but they do it like just on youtube or on. and then workaholics happens yeah yeah yeah. then you get a show yeah that's, that's usually how it goes yeah. yeah yeah there are two snl cast members who were on a youtube comedy troupe You're, yeah you probably like one of the yeah one of the guys was on i forgot who it was but yeah the guy who Kyle does the Mooney. daily the daily um whatever it's called the the news the news segment beck bennett hmm, i don't think I haven't watched us in all. So it's time. Beck Bennett and Ed Kyle Mooney are the two. There was a third that didn't that didn't join. I don't know if he was offered the position or not. Oh, these are new guys. I have not seen. Yeah, I haven't seen these guys. I've not watched us in all in a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm. You know, it's interesting. I watch it religiously. It's like part of a a thing mm. that I do. Um, do you enjoy it. The cast is strong mm-hmm. it was very very strong at one point um but there was a moment before leslie jones left um where it was 50 percent black really and mm. that was the first time yeah. in history yeah that was like that because they were like how can they have keenan playing obama mm-hmm you know, how could they have Fred Armisen playing Obama? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, it's not like the others did any better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there was a, there were options. Mm-hmm. Um, I can usually tell when they're going to stick and when they're not. Yeah, yeah. I respect Lorne Michaels more than, like, anyone in the world. Do you really? Yes. Why? Because I think that he's... Per- I mean, SNL is not meant for, you know, if you want to pay like 150 bucks and go see somebody who's very, very, like a Bill Burr. Like a stand-up who's professional at it. Yeah. Right. And his style isn't particularly It's not, it's not radio me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very, yeah. And yeah. Lorne Michaels gave him a chance. Mm-hmm. And put them on, let's have a monologue. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he blew it. Yeah. 
blew it. Did he? He went after, of all people, white women. Did you he? Know, know. It's just sort of like, monologue. you know, just, he's very dark. Yeah. Depressing dark. Yeah. And he's we're, angry white guy. we're here during a time where I'm like, uh, yeah, what? like why do we have to? Yeah, I, why is Dave Chappelle not opening? Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Yeah, I think. But he, Dave Chappelle came when he had his like stand up. I think he came back and did one recently. He he did. Yeah, he does it. He does it around. He does every election year. Mm, yeah, does do an true. episode monologue. Yeah, um, I respect Lauren for giving him that just because he he's like a, one of our best. Like that, I get what you're saying because Lauren has to be aware as to like how to keep the show relevant, but right. also keep it like air friendly and like just like entertaining. Right, and give it's like he he has this like operation where he's giving different comedians a platform to actually like be in the industry and have an opportunity to like do something after it and fill roles for sketches that like yeah. You can't have the same nondescript white man over and over and over again play yeah, play yeah. some of these roles. He put Eddie Murphy back in the show back in the day, you know. Like he he had a lot of he had a, he was really yeah. like yeah yeah it's crazy right. He did, and he was the youngest <clears throat> cast member ever until Pete Davidson. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I I, I want to like Pete Davidson more, but I just like I can't get I can't get it. See, the thing is, I really liked Pete Davidson, like. In a stupid way, I was like, "He's so hot," and all really? my friends were like, "What? What? This was before he bleached his hair blonde." Oh uh, yeah, but he's he's a goofy looking. He's now like he a... looks like he's dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh my, God, we're obsessed with him," and I'm uh, like, "What? What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like his. I I understand if people are exhausted by his present still yeah but but apparently the movie he just had that was pretty good and he has a very central role in weekend update oh, okay the resident young person okay yeah. because colin joseph michael che are older than him yeah yeah true um he's by far the youngest person in the cast and he speaks about mental illness yeah and he speaks about things like that they basically are like, for us, Gen X-ers, mm -hmm. can you explain it? Yeah. And he's like, you know, I try to look at the news, and then they start talking about Senate, then they say <laughs> House, and I, I, I got to shut it down. You know, it's it's too involved, it's it's convoluted. Obviously, he's politically educated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I mean that's really that's how I felt about when I was younger. It takes a long time to understand how the government oh, actually works. It takes a while. I still don't fully get it. Yeah, I I, I watch a lot of political like commentary. You I, do? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't only because it um seems to make me fall asleep. No, feel. Uh, irritated or yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. There are bigger problems we can solve and we try to, but it's just not. It Humanity is important. Is it though? Um, policy current, isn't really. Yeah. But policy is what enables, we talked about this earlier, like policy, you need some kind of regulation. Sure. You but know. what happens if humanity goes away tomorrow? Well, none of it matters. Exactly. <laughs> right. So like we're fighting wars and like you know 
Well, that that's what we were talking about. It's like imperialism. Like America is somehow spreading democracy, but it's like through imperialism and it's not really democracy. It's just like right. the influence. Like we invested a lot of money in militia, like yeah, military. to stay in Afghanistan. And everything's bio and... Mm-hmm. Um, and, and cyber cyber yeah. at this point because you can you can take down the infrastructure and like obviously with the pandemic you can like cripple a country oh yeah yeah with the right with the right mixture of stuff and who knows who knows you shut down the entire internet for all i know yeah these I mean, are geniuses honestly. yeah 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 and we're not we're not particularly good hacking mm-hmm. hackers mm-hmm. so i believe we just blame russia when we hack our own system. Yeah, because I mean, I, I imagine, I, I know I know that there's a huge subset of people on the American internet that are specifically looking to dismantle it. Like it's an active, like it's like a joke, like what can we crash? Like what can we hack into? You like, mean like QAnon? Well, no, not even that. I'm talking oh. just like people that are like looking to to expose one, people in power for doing really awful shit and then two, Got it. like just want to just break the system for whatever it is. So there's trolls. Yeah, but people that can actually do it, though. People that can actually do it, which is, like, the right. crazy part. And there's Quentin Quarantino, who... <laughs> Quentin Quarantino. <laughs> Quentin Quarantino. Tar- Tarantino. Uh, the I'm hero yeah, of... Uh, he, uh, he didn't even know his goal was 10 grand. <laughs> but, you know, $1.2 million. Wait, what are you talking about? So, when Rush Limbaugh died, uh-huh. he was very against abortion. Being okay. legal. Okay. So a Instagram influencer set up a GoFundMe page. Uh-huh. And he had it open, I think, for 25 days mm-hmm. um, and a goal of 10 grand to raise okay. for Planned Parenthood in Rush Limbaugh's name. Oh, crap. He raised sure, $1.2 million. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how many people are willing to give mm-hmm. 100 bucks. Yeah. To shut that, that topic down. Up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why are we still talking about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, that meant my donation this year had to go somewhere else because I feel like they got a lot. Oh, yeah. They, they have more than they need. Yeah. Like I always donate to them every year. I'm uh-huh. like, damn it. <laughs> so I donated to a different one. I hope it's not. <laughs> I'm hoping it's good. Yeah. I, the, the donation thing's weird because it, I, I always need to feel confident in the organization. So I don't believe right. every organization's actually that. I believe that a lot of them are good and they mean well, but like when you talk finance, it's a completely different thing. Yes. You know? Like I would never give a dime to Susan G. Komen. Which one is Susan? The breast cancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, because it's all just a business. It's like, it's not real. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, she put a patent. Yeah, for the for the pink thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, no. Well, for for the research oh did she really yes no so someone might have a cure what but she patented it i didn't know that. but she's raised a ton of money for people who have already had cancer exactly see i didn't know that that's gross so like that's i I did doctors without borders Mm -hmm. this time i don't know (laughs) if it's actually (laughs) if it's good or bad yeah but how can you even know anyway, though? I feel like there needs to be a documentary about bad organizations. Well, spot one. Right. So like I, I set like an income level when I'm going to start giving back mm-hmm. and how much I can give back. Yeah. So once I reach that level, yeah, yeah. I give that back. And mm-hmm. I was giving a Planned Parenthood. I, I, I do 
support them. And this year I decided to pick a new one. And that's the one I picked. And I didn't look into it at all, I'm going to be honest. But what it, I do believe it provides health care, mm-hmm. um, you know, to places that can't access it. Yeah. They at least have some influence in providing health care. Yes. Yeah. But it would seem Canada does not have enough of the vaccine. So what are they up to? Mm, why? Well, it's a lot of legal. We're not though. allowed there right now. Really? Mm-hmm. They put, didn't they do that like last year? They put up the travel ban on America. But this time it's like they're blaming themselves. Oh, they, they have too high cases. They don't have enough. Um, <clears throat> they don't have enough uh, infrastructure for the, the number of vaccines. Like we have a plethora. Yeah, now. we have like well, we have every drugstore you can get one. Yeah, in. so we should probably give and some. And like, I got mine. It was like no one booked up anything when I went. Like, I I had the only bookings like when I signed up. Like, oh, I didn't get it out of my car. <laughs> what? Well, I did the you Johnson Johnson. No, did Moderna. So, so I did a drive through. It was drive through mass vaccination last week. No, I've been fully vaccinated since the sixth. Of okay. April. Did you get the one shot or the two shot? Pfizer, uh, two. Okay. Pfizer's two shot. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Moderna's two shot. Two shot. They're similar. It's sort of like uh, taking a 10 milligram versus a 20 milligram of a medication. Okay. Yeah. So Moderna's got a little bit more, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the biggest side effect was they use the same needle size for everyone because mm. they were trying to get as many people vaccinated as they could yeah. and my left arm was like weighing down my entire body for a week yeah, yeah. but other than, other than that um i would have waited but they deemed us essential and deemed who realtors really i mean but we also are owned by warren buffett so um keep in mind he owns many no pharmaceutical way. companies um, but so I got it March oh, right. you told me 16th, yeah. so which was the when, day we quarantined. So like literally like, I want to explain that, like, <laughs> because Warren Buffett owns Brooks real estate company, he was able to get, and he, he owns like partial ownership. He there. might have owned Pfizer. I'm not That's sure. Or something, but like he was able to get them shots earlier because of that. Right. Yeah. So I got it. I had it. Essential I looked workers. at my calendar and it was the Jesus. day we went into quarantine. Yeah. Lockdown, like the official day, yeah, yeah, March 16th, mm-hmm. 2020. Um, but I did it, went for the second one, you know, felt sick a little bit, and yeah, hoping for the best. But yeah. let me just say, like, I'm not doing this again, <laughs> I don't get flu shots, but you know, that that's dependent upon, um, that's dependent upon people actually getting the vaccine enough where it keeps the variants from happening because if like people don't we're not going to reach herd immunity at the rates we're getting vaccinated because people aren't getting the vaccination but like if i'm vaccinated i'm saying like i did my due diligence with Uh this whole thing they made it seem like this was the this was it no no but that's what i'm saying next year it's going to be a new one yeah but but that's the thing we could reach herd immunity with it if enough people got the vaccine but they're not so like the flu 
Yeah, but the flu multiple like it, the variants happen too fast, and like right like and not I've everyone, never had a flu shot. I don't know. And not everyone. I've had one. I've only had one. I haven't gotten the flu in years. I don't. I'm sure I've had the flu. Yeah. But it's I believe just like when you're sick for a week. Mm-hmm. You know that that time like, up oh, sick for a week. And I don't. I don't get sick. I don't get sick. Right. Yeah. But there's every once in a while. But it's like, like I get like a sore throat. Yeah, that, or growing that, up, I would get sick for a week. Well, yeah, as a kid, yeah. 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 And that was the flu, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, it's not killing kids. It doesn't spread as, it doesn't spread as fast. The flu doesn't. The elderly is different. Mm-hmm. Are you talking COVID or the flu? The flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because then if they get the, if it's pneumonia, seemingly, mm-hmm. <laughs> pneumonia kills. How do you know this? Anyways, back to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, all the way back. Circling all the way back. So, St. John is an artist that we akin to, that we like to compare to um, Kendrick Lamar because of his style of uh, music. Right. Which are very different styles. But it's almost the lyrics. I love the idea of St. John's songs being... Ghetto Lenny's, Ghetto Lenny's love songs, their romance, their love, like their love songs, kind of, in a trap is way. That, is that St. John's album name? That's the second album. Okay, Ghetto, Lenny, Ghetto Lenny's love songs. And, you know, he... There are artists who have gotten me through minor heartbreak, you know, <laughs> like, I can't get out of bed, I've been ghosted, da da Beyonce, like, cuts it, and then, like... Lemonade was amazing. Of course. Album. Yeah, it's such a good album. But once that got me through a, a couple things, yeah, I was looking, I needed something new. Yeah, yeah. And now there's this whole genre of music where everything they're saying is so relevant to our generation, I think, they talk about anxiety mm-hmm. and fear of rejection. And yeah, well, it's probably more intense nowadays. Cause, so it's drown my sorrows. Yeah. And but it's our, when you say our generation, it's like our generation because we're in our 30s. Like for us, yeah. Millennials. Yeah, yeah. And Gen, Gen Z. I wouldn't put Gen Z in that so much. Yeah, they listen to a lot of electronic music. Yeah, it's like parties, all feel good stuff. And then like Billie Eilish. Billy Krylish. I don't understand why people like her so much. I I don't I get think it. she has a good voice. Yeah, it's she's talented. But she's what, sixteen? Yeah, it, yeah, she's like seventeen years old. When I hear her song, I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I'm thirty two. Why are you so sad? Why are you okay? so sad? <laughs> and you're talking about matters of the heart that like like yeah. you have no rights talking about. Right. You have to. You have to have a, a little. Have you even had a boyfriend? <laughs> I'm sure she has. She's 16. She's probably had multiple. And that's boyfriends. when I lost my virginity. Yeah. Well, she was. She's an artist. She's like. She makes music. She's probably fluid anyway. Yeah, probably honestly. Because they're all fluid. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which I so wild. Except. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Like it's not, you know, it didn't affect me. I yeah. just, it's just, yeah. it's just I think weird that it's we might have gotten a, it wrong. I just think that it's like pushed so aggressively. Like I, I get, I get the, the, the acceptance thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, like I, I, I understand the need to not marginalize people. Trust me, I get that. Huh. But like doing it through like pronouns for me is like I don't I just don't see why. The identifying right now it's like identify yourself. It's yeah, well, sort of counter to like the whole point. Point of it because now you're just putting yourself into a lane. But it's to make sure that our parents' generation understands that there's more than just what they the rigid ways they see yes. things. But I don't think that even see the thing about that for me is it feels almost like it's just a contrarian uh, construct of like we're just going to oppose the rules that were put forth by our parents. The rules? binary, like the 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 like when I say rules, like the the social roles, role, roles and rules, like the yes. social construct of gender as it being binary. It's like there's a push back against that as a as a concept to like rebel against your your parents. Yes. But I think like it's almost like the seventies and the hippies where like people were like very liberal and like hippie in the sixties like during that time and then like after it they got old and became conservative. It's like you, you would rebel against something and then you wanna like 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 pull back once you kinda of get yeah. tired of it. I think we also didn't give an we didn't we jumped to this um atomic family mm-hmm. and We've pushed it or is it nuclear yeah. nuclear whatever it is yeah and the truth is like biology and gender are far more diverse yeah than we yeah. give it credit for mm-hmm. but we are here yeah so you know open relationships things like that are starting to they're starting to be more accepted and more right and like not it's like the the kind of like the woman's liberation thing of like giving women the the ability to like have their sexuality without like having it be compartmentalized for like other people's comfort it's that idea that like i shouldn't have to do what makes you comfortable just because you don't like it right right and people are just embracing the fact that like they they are who they are in different ways and don't just say like don't fall in line to avoid ridicule and all that right yeah and i'd also like to say this wrap it up with this genre of rap that i've noticed with the male rappers who seemingly are um cisgendered and straight yeah, yeah, yeah. is they are expressing emotion that has not been expressed that's true and that's really true. it's um at first i had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about it like okay yeah whatever we've been dealing with this shit for hundreds of years mm-hmm. but i actually think it's you know really when i hear it i'm like okay finally mm-hmm. there's acknowledgement yeah. Of there being feelings and addressing of there being feelings mm-hmm. and yeah and things that women have taken on themselves yeah for a long time like what I'm not kind of following what you're saying you know just sort of like the old American dream mm-hmm. was one thing and um, there's been a lot of abuse and a lot of you know putting down mm-hmm. and you're Walls not and... you're not at, if at the end of the day. It it would be a man, mm-hmm. but yeah. can it be? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, women can give birth. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I, I think it's important that men are expressing that. Complex emotions and not just toxic masculinity all the time. Yes. Because honestly, like, it's, it's, it's one of the, like, one of the most, pro- it's honestly, every culture has some form of toxic masculinity. Like, it just is, right? Right. I don't think that in, inherently that masculine drives and motivations and just, like, guy shit's bad. I do think that 
if it's not used constructively and it's just like let to be wild and be like set like just completely crazy almost. yeah that like shit where like it's all about the guys and guys 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 and then it's like women are almost like an adversary like that part is like where it's weird for me because i don't think that men and women have to be diametrically opposed no. but i think that like we have to understand each other's differences and, and come to like embrace the fact that we just are what we are yeah. But I don't think that men need to reinforce that, like, not n- not believe that there's, like, a way to, like, push forward the, like, right. the interactions of, like, of, like, being a man and being a woman and, like, how you kind of, like, you know, you can't just say that women are supposed to be emotional because that's just what women are and then say that guys are the opposite because we're right. opposed to women. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you have to be more able to understand and con- construct what it is to be a man and a woman without it just like putting you in a bucket and just looking at you simply as just like what you are in the surface. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or like partnership being the word of mm. the day. Uh-huh. Meaning like not every woman needs to be doted on. I certainly don't. Yeah. In fact, it irritates me. Mm-hmm. Unless I need it. You know, unless I unless I feel like it that day. <laughs> and there's the secret. <laughs> or like I don't can you get me something from downstairs or like something like that. Yeah. But otherwise like I can handle it, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't need you to lift a bag that weighs half a pound. But you do need But I need you to help. emotionally support me in certain areas. Yeah, and not and not assume that just because you're coming with a concern or a problem that it's like, and like it has to be treated like a confrontation or that there right. isn't a common ground to reach. And or that your dick is, is um, you know, special and <laughs> that, you know, oh, I can promise you it's not. <laughs> and it's not doing anything for, <laughs> that's, sorry, I phrased that wrong. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it. It's actually a Bo Burnham joke. He made a joke oh, yeah. in a song he wrote and he's like, you know, you think your dick was a gift from God. I can promise you it's not. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, sex and sexuality is different than than partnership. They go, they're supposed to go together. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said for, you know, like women wanting to be working. Yeah. Wanting it, it to cha- work, yeah. and it changes some of the dynamics of the gender dynamics. But I think being a mature person to communicate with someone that you're with is always going to take precedent over the circumstances surrounding the relationship. Yeah, I think like what it's almost like, it's almost like um, I think like I'm trying not to like make a super nerdy like uh, like a metaphor, but like it's almost like if you know how you play checkers and chess. Generally, like yes. how you how you play the difference of the two games is the same. Fundamentally, you're just looking to get a position over another piece in some way, right? But you, it's like when when it comes to um to the way like men and women, like how men approach women, at least how we like interact. There's like the the op the the, the baseline checkers way, just the pure. I'm just gonna put my pieces Odd. across the board, right? And just I'm gonna use that skill set. Which is like the toxic masculinity way of like, I'm just going to be like caveman, dude, man shit. And that's going to make me attractive to women or like make me the man I need to be or whatever, right? Play the game. Play the game. But then the the next level will be chess where it's like, well, I'm still playing the same game. I have to play a role. I have to fit the, the role of being a man. But then like there has to be another more complex way of going about it. Because ultimately I'm looking to like be a man and be like secure myself as a man or like mm-hmm. or as a woman or whatever, whoever you happen to be. 
Um, but you're not going about it just taking the base, like, easiest way to get there. You're trying to be more complex and, like, actually think further right. about it. And I think that's where a lot of the young culture is trying to facilitate that by going, like, have that spectrum of gender, you know? And, oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're trying to open the door Everything's to... Everything's a spectrum. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. We're realizing. Yeah. So, like, spectrum it. Spectrum it up. <laughs> but, you that's know... There's for. Uh, to me, I'm... I'm sort of like, you know, everything's a spectrum, mental illness, uh, all all this uh, gender and sexual diver, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything falls on a spectrum. But I do believe that there are people that are seeking something mm-hmm. before they die. Yeah. A lot of Meaning, the time it's... Purpose. Marriage and babies. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Um, whatever that that goal is, yeah, it's okay to not have one. It totally is, and that's totally okay. <laughs> it's okay you can to adopt. You can always adopt, or you may not want kids, or even that, right? You want happiness, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, living life according to a script is. People like life stimu- a simulation. Well, it is if you're living it according to a script. Yeah, if, exactly. Right. You know, you kind of yeah. just gotta you live. Just gotta, you gotta break the script a little bit. You gotta go off path a little bit. And the and only that whole thing, thing opens up. that will overcome anything is being genuine. Every time. That's every the, every time. time. Yep, it's being real with people, trying to be honest. Yep. It's hard to do it because you have to expose yourself. You have to be like sure. You have to be, be vulnerable yourself, right? And it's like it's hard. It's hard. It, it, to be yourself? Yeah. To just be honest yeah. with yourself, you know? Not not to be yourself, but to just, like, be okay with, like, admitting things that are going on with yes. you that aren't easily apparent. Absolutely. You know, you know yeah. admitting I'm lying to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's just hard. It's hard. It is. It's not easy. Yeah. 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 But it makes it so that we truly are not regulating everything thing we do yeah. and squandering our emotions and repressing everything mm-hmm. so i have hope I do too. for the young the youngins the youngins the young uh the youths the, the gens the, the, the young gens so this has been it's interesting been quite the show we're wrapping it up guys um right we're done what a time to be alone <laughs> During the pandemic. This is the book I'm reading. Is that the, is that the, okay, so this is a book that Brooke actually has in hand. Yes. Let me, I'll, I'll end you with a little quote. And this is hard for me because I don't do this. Choose yourself, okay? Choose yourself over and over again. Even when you've let yourself down, choose yourself. Even when it feels uncomfortable, choose yourself. Even when you're tired, choose yourself, which is hard for me because it's self. it feels selfish. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if love doesn't teach you, loss will. That's true. It's a tough lesson to learn. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs>